Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. The St. Mike's trial has uh, come to a close. There was uh, five students, four of them who uh, pled guilty and uh, received the two-year probation, and one who decided to go to trial uh, and pled not guilty. He has also now been found guilty, but he, like the others, is just getting the uh, two years of probation. He, uh, the prosecution, really wanted him to do three months in jail, but no, the judge decided that since the others all got the two-year probation that he should get the same. And so now there's a, a young man who, much like Kyle Beach in that story out of the Blackhawks organization, as he claimed, when it all happened and people knew it happened, and I looked across and saw my abuser still enjoying his life, holding the Stanley Cup and celebrating our win, I felt like nothing, I felt like nobody, and I felt like nobody gave a damn about me. And I'm sure that young man who played for St. Mike's feels the same because the court basically, much like the Blackhawks organization, turned their back on him. Yeah, I, I, the real you know, question that I have in all of this, that, you know, this judge making this decision, there's a couple of factors at play. One, uh, you know, the, the other four admitted their guilt, mm. uh, took their punishment, and that being that two years of probation. Whether or not that is enough is a is, is a different question mm-hmm. uh, all aside. But, you know, this last student didn't admit that guilt, mm-hmm. right? Pled not guilty. Mm-hmm. And, and went to trial. And, you know, whether or not that means they should be held to a higher standard because they didn't admit that guilt uh, initially, I guess they were found to have the same guilt as the others, and so that's why they get the same sentence. Mm. That's the judge's reasoning in it. You know, part of me, and maybe I'm just more vindictive when it comes to this, says, no, you didn't admit it. You know, you, you rolled the dice trying to get off yeah. on this, and, uh, and maybe it should backfire on you, and you get the the jail time plus the probation on top of that you know some of the other factors that led to probation for this and led to the, him being found guilty uh, the defense were arguing uh that they actually should have dropped that probation a bit because uh of the delays of the pandemic uh hmm. and that you know they've already been i guess going through this trial for so long that that's kind of you know, time served kind of thing. I guess that's why you, you pay know. lawyers big dollars. Well, to which the judge disagreed and said, you know, he had already violated conditions of his bail. Wow. Was supposed to be living with his mother, instead lived for several months with his grandmother, also lived in the U.S. for a hmm. year at a boarding school where he played basketball. Of course. Nice life of privilege now that he's got two years probation. If he's still a student at that school, is he allowed to go back? They say he uh, graduated high school as an honor student and is now going on to university. Did he get scholarships to play in U- U.S. universities? Right. And if that's the case, is he allowed to leave the country? You would hope not. I don't think so if you're under probation. He um, he supposedly showed uh, you know signs of remorse. A social worker says he wrote letters saying sorry. They were friends. The kid that got sodomized was his friend. Yeah, And he claims that he did it only because he was so afraid it was going to happen to him. Now, it is interesting that they all got the same penalty, and yet the five of them were either holding the kid down or, or doing the assault. It seemed to me that the kids that held the broom and did what they did should have received, because it's kind of like the idea that you drive the car where the guy goes and shoots somebody. Right. I mean, you're as guilty, I guess, as being a part of it, but you didn't pull the trigger. I think the the kids who held the broom and did the act should have at least served some time. Well, and and that I guess is what this 
this young man, this final one that went to trial, was saying it was that he wasn't holding the broom. He was holding the arms down. Yeah. And the reason he was holding the arms down is because he was forced to, or else he would have been one, one receiving the broom. Right. There, there was duress involved with that. I, that was his argument. I, I think, you know, you mentioned Kyle Beach. I think for many of us, you know, as, as atrocious as all of that was that happened, you know, to him by that coach, mm. the cover-up or the complacency mm-hmm. or just turning the other, turning away. Mm. And, and you know, if you knew about it and didn't speak up to stop it, then you're just as guilty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I think, you know, for many of us that, that hear about this and, and, uh, and there's sure there's a mob mentality and it's a group hazing type incident, but uh, no one in that room was, you know, big enough to stop it mm. and say, guys, too far. Right. And they were all teens. So I would say then that the adults in the room being the court should uh, protect this this uh, this kid who got abused by handing stiffer penalties. What the court has done, and that's why they said at the beginning, is they've basically turned their back now on this this kid just as the Blackhawks did. You're the adults in the room. This sh- they, they should remember how... Remember the outrage in 18 when this all happened? Mm. We were all talking about it. They should remember how outraged people were. And they should have served more time. It just shows that children of privilege once again getting away with something that they, they should have paid more of a price for. They're going to go on with their lives. This kid's going to end up in therapy for years. Now, let me, let me ask you this. You're a, a father of boys who love sports, play sports, there's a chance that one day they could go on to a university through a scholarship of some sort of sport. Being in that situation, could you imagine, let's take the side now of the parents. Right. Could you, I would hope that the parents of these five would put them in a prison of their own through the emotions, through showing them, you know, there's a word, disappointed. I've never been so disappointed. That word cuts a child more than I'm mad or I'm upset or you, you really peed me off. Right. Telling well, them you're disappointed and showing them the embarrassment that, that they brought to your family. I think for many of us, we hear St. Michael's College and we think right away, well, this is a trust fund issue here, right? right. This is a, this is a, a privileged and, and you know, they're not going to face much punishment mm. out of all of this. They, you know, they're not going to lose that trust fund. Uh, I've posed this question to other parents with, with kids my age and, um, and I think it's an interesting one. And, and would I be more upset if my kid was bullied or was the bully? And as much as I'd be upset if if he was bullied and this happened to him, mm-hmm. if he was the aggressor, the mm-hmm. bully in this, um, you know, that's not what I've taught my kids to be. What we tell them is to you know treat others the way you would like to be treated. Mm-hmm. And so do not become the bully in this situation. I would hope that most parents, uh, even if the court only gave the kid two years probation, I would really hope that the penalty they doled out was so much more. Right. Removal of any access to money. You talk about trust funds. Uh, the ability for this kid to go on leading any sort of a pleasurable life for a very extended future. Um, I would go out of, way, out of my... I would remove my love for that child. I would let that child know that he has to re-earn 
my respect and my love, and it would take a very long time. I would say that if your child is the abused, you just want to hold, hug, and protect. Right. And, and you would well, it be sounds hurt. like you just, was just shipped to a different boarding yeah. school. Oh, yeah. Right. And I suspect a lot of parents today would have that, well, my Billy only did it because everybody else. You can't, you can't convict my Billy. Right. No, your Billy was guilty. Well, your Billy is now one of the Chicago Blackhawks yeah. who, who knew about the incident. And don't forget, they filmed this. Right, they felt they showed yeah, the video in it around. court. They shared it on social media. Yeah, right of other kids laughing while it was happening. Yeah, this kid who pled not guilty also was accused back in eighteen in October of the, a similar thing. Never made it to trial because there wasn't enough evidence. So it shows a history of this. Right. It's all you know. Look, I just know that if some poor kid, some minority, some somebody who doesn't come from a whole lot, uh, doesn't have access to great lawyers. If they stole a car, they'd be in jail right now. But because these kids come from the privilege they do and their parents can afford the lawyers they can, and the, but the courts, so disappointing. And how many times have we been disappointed in the you courts? You know what I'd like them to do? I'd like them to spend two, two years knowing what a broom handle is really for, mm. right? Right. Work. Yeah. Go clean. Yeah. Clean bathrooms for two years. Yep. I know that I'm very guilty of this, and, and I admit it honestly. I watch way too much television right i i'm in front of it way too much um the average person will spend four years and two months of their life streaming shows and movies it doesn't include things like you watch on cable if if that's something anybody does anymore right um we would spend three years and three months live streaming sports we'd spend three years and two months playing video games about the same online dating about the same for Zoom calls. Little less when it comes to listening to audiobooks and podcasts. Mm-hmm. Two years, nine months on social media. Another couple of years streaming music. Another couple of years watching uh, YouTube. Basically, you add up all those numbers. It's over 23 years of your life spent on those digital platforms. Wow. Yeah. Plus yeah. four more for the shows and movies. Yeah, and I guess, you know, if you're a kid starting out now and the amount of exposure they have to all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at my kids, the amount of screen time. You know, and I, I think at one point, as parents, we said, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we're, we're going to limit the screen time that they have. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I remember you have that conversation. Do you and Adrian ever remind each other of that? No. Because I, I, uh, Maria and I would often remind each other how woke, and this was not a term back then, but how woke we thought we were going to be going right. in as parents. And, and I'm sure, I hope I wasn't irritating about it. I hope as Maria uh, was pregnant with Daniel, I hope I didn't come across in conversations with people about how I was going to be so great at being a dad because I knew things my parents didn't. I want to believe that's not in my character, that I would have kept it to myself, but right. I'm sure I thought it. Like, I just knew. Because there's all these things that your parents did that you think, boy, I'm never going to do that with my kids. Uh-huh. Um, and then by the time David came around, I wasn't woke. I was asleep. I mean, I, <laughs> I said I would never smack their arse, and he got his ass smacked a few times. I swore I wasn't going to yell and scream and that we'd have positive back and forth in right, conversations. Right, yeah, nourishing I, environment. I lost my voice yelling and screaming. <laughs> so it, it ain't easy. And, and we think we, could, we got it figured out. But, uh, but yeah, and it's... With the screens, it's tough. Like, I, I have uh, uh, my youngest nephew's about, 
think he's six or seven now, somewhere in there. I think right. he's six. He has had a uh, an iPad, which is wrapped up in this, like, foam, because he drops it all the time. Uh-huh. He's had that thing in his hands since before he could walk. Yeah. Yeah, I think the one kind of rule we, we set, and... <laughs> Uh, it was that there wouldn't be devices at like family events, right? Like, like mm. if, you, if you were, you know, if we were having family, like you couldn't just sit in the corner mm. and, and just ignore, stare, ignore that. You know, you had to acknowledge if there's other people around you, right? Getting not necessarily get involved in the conversation, but at least be a part mm-hmm. of it for a bit, or find something else to do. You know, just gonna go, you know, tuck into the basement on a screen while mm. everyone else is doing stuff, and then. You know, especially with you know with cousins, extended family, when we were all getting together and doing that kind of thing, it, this was your chance to play with them. Sure, right, right. and it was that didn't mean and it, it could have meant playing on an Xbox, mm. but all together, mm-hmm. not just sitting in the corner on your own phone, right, and not being a part of the conversation of what's going on. Now they have their own phones, though. Are you telling them they have to leave the phones at home when you go to some family event? Or I guess there hasn't been any hasn't family been events going on. But and and that quickly became the you know the thing for like a restaurants mm-hmm. right? we would pick restaurants that had tablets mm-hmm. and those gaming systems you could go to only because it could buy us a few minutes yep. of, of yeah. freedom and that's usually how it starts right? yep you love them you love them to death right but they're an absolute pain in the arse <laughs> i mean they they're just life sucking <laughs> leeches it's it's true and if you disagree with me you're lying to yourself we were just uh, talking about to screen time and the amount the amount of years we devote to sitting in front of that thing. And this will probably give us reason to do more of it. There's a team at Texas A&M. They're working on new touchscreen technology that would let you feel the texture of what's on your screen. So it could be used for, like, online shopping. You could feel a shirt before you bought it. They think an initial version might be available within five years. What? Yeah. So if you're buying a blow-up sex doll, <laughs> you can give her a feel. Or him a feel. Oh, no. Yeah. We'll never leave the screen. We'll never, never leave the screen. You ever sleep naked, Lucky? You like to sleep naked? I don't, no. When I had a water bed when I was a younger fella, I enjoyed it because it was so warm when you got into it. But right. Now I don't like climbing into them sheets and feeling them all cold against my skin. Uh-huh. But people who sleep naked say they usually get a high-quality sleep compared to those who wear pajamas. Really? And people who have hot bedrooms say it matters as well. Most people say they like it warmer and they usually feel well-rested compared to those who like it cold. Like, I, uh, I just wear the gitch. Yeah, but I I I I feel a little too uh, open and and out there <laughs> exposed exposed, <laughs> and it's not like hey, if uh, someone breaks in, no. then you know I'm still just in my gitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I, are you really you know that overwhelmed by heat by having underwear on? I also think too when you have kids or you've got other people like we've got other adults living in our house and in, in our houses in such a way that the bedrooms all face each other. There's just a landing between all of them. So if I wake up in the middle of the night and i got to use the bathroom to be feeling around to put something on. Right. Because that's uncomfortable, bumping into my son's girlfriend in the hallway. 
Hey! <laughs> Scratching yourself. <laughs> I, listen, I, I'll, I'll share something with you, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh. I, I, I'm prone to flatulence. Mm, I've heard. Every day. I've heard it every day. <laughs> so I, I would just be concerned. A bit. You have to burn the sheets. Well, and, and how often, you know, for people who do sleep naked, mm. how often do they wash those sheets? No, that's right. Well, it is, we've learned that underwear is a, uh, a fart catcher. And a barrier of protection. Yeah. You need to wear three or four pairs. <laughs> <laughs> U2 has followed other bands like the Beatles and Zeppelin and uh, made a TikTok. For their first post, they previewed their new song called Your Song Saved My Life. It came out uh, today. It's from the Sing 2 soundtrack. Bono is actually making his animated uh, debut in the movie as a reclusive rock star lion named Clay Calloway. And uh, so now that U2 is on TikTok... Users can use some of their songs for their posts, like Beautiful Day, Sweetest Thing, and With or Without You. Okay. So they've taken another step. And uh, how do you know you're getting older? Well, on November 18th of this year, Act Tongue Baby will be 30 years old. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it might be maybe the last great U2 album. It was really, really good. Right. That means the Joshua Tree is so much older than oh, that, yeah. too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 years there's some there's some albums like i you know in my time in this industry there are some albums that i just remember playing and hearing a lot and right. certainly in 91 and in 92 man that album got played a lot yeah it was huge well i mean they were the biggest band on the planet for for yep. so long right yep. no for sure they Ooh. seem to people have seemed to have uh, really uh, tired of them and and i and i hear people you know basically speak of them as just being boring now uh, which has got to be tough to take. I mean, they are in their fifties uh, or probably closer to sixty now. Maybe, maybe they're in their early sixties. I'm not right. sure, but um, they probably are in their sixties now. Yeah, and um, that's always a weird age thing too. Like you'll hear of like guys in YouTube who are probably in their early sixties. I know Springsteen just turned seventy. Yeah, Mick Jagger's only seventy eight. Right. Like it, like it seems like he should be so much older than Bruce Springsteen. Right. Because they were around in the early 60s. Bruce didn't show up on the scene till the mid-70s. Right. U2 really didn't show up until the early 80s. But even then, U2 being in their 60s and Mick only being like 18 years older. Right. You know, it, do, it doesn't, the time doesn't seem right. Right, yeah. It's, 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 all, it's all old. Yeah. But. At some point, it is. It becomes that way. And you too, I think, you know, as success, sometimes when you're at the height of that success, there's some that just want to bring you down, mm. right? Or, or if you're too popular, people don't want to, you know, they want to chase the popular thing, mm. you know, like bandwagon jumping at that point. I think Bono causes a lot of it with, with all his chirping with his political views. There's a lot. Yeah. Well, yes, there's a lot of uh, one, they, as they were raking in cash. Right and uh, and changing political affiliations so that they can avoid taxes, <laughs> right? And then telling people that they should be donating their money to certain causes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there there was that kind of slight on that. I, I don't that that one album that they forced onto Apple phones that was I think a problem. Really backfired <laughs> uh, for them. Yeah, that was a problem. <laughs> if you force people mm. to have your music, that makes it a, a completely different thing as well. You know, I, I see the Edge and Bono very much in the same relationship as as mick and keith in that bono is always looking for the next thing and what can we do 
Whereas Keith just wants to sit back in that blues kind of thing and do what the Stones have always done. Right. And they, that's why they, they've always battled because Keith would get embarrassed by Mick and is trying to do this, that, or the other thing. I, I sense that with The Edge, too, because he's always just sat there and played his guitar. You never hear of him ever doing any uh, solo work. Mm. You know, he just sticks within you, too. You barely hear of him speaking. Yeah, yeah, whereas Bono's out there running around right. in his platform boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big hat and sunglasses. <laughs> A lot of people have fond memories of the first time they did something even if the experience itself wouldn't otherwise be notable. You know, like your first kiss or your first job. I remember fondly my first felony. Uh, <laughs> I look back fondly <laughs> to that time. Uh, almost all people say there's nothing more memorable than experiencing something for the first time. It is funny that on the list... The first time you had sex doesn't show up because for most of us, it wasn't memorable. <laughs> Too quick to be memorable. It was embarrassing. <laughs> Didn't have my pants off. Uh, but the things we'd love to uh, to relive if we could. Okay. First job. My first job was washing dishes at a lodge in Halliburton. I spent the summer up there. I would never want to relive that. Right, yeah. Yeah. It was dish pig as well. Remember, it was at your first the job? Banquet hall. Uh-huh. So gross. So gross. Uh-huh. Uh, our first love? Yeah, except for when you got your heart broken. <laughs> Speaking for a friend. <laughs> right. Did you get your heart broken in the first love? Or uh, did you break yeah. the heart, Lucky? Uh, a bit of both, I think. Yeah. It, it, uh, distance eventually just ended that. Yeah. First kiss? I don't know that I... No. I don't know that I remember it necessarily. You go back to that, like, first deep kiss, passionate one? Yeah, yeah. like, I remember kind of vaguely playing, like, spin the bottle. Right, yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I'd like to have that. Actually, okay, no, no, I do remember in grade six, we had a little school dance. And there was a girl, Carolyn, who I had such a crush on. And her and I had a little uh, kissing session in the corner of the oh, gym in grade wow. six. That I remember from. Right, Took wasn't, a while. A, wasn't a neighbor's dog? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't into me. Uh, speaking of dogs, we'd love to uh, spend time with our first pet. Oh, okay. We could bring them back. Your first car. Well, I had a lot of problems. <laughs> it's it's not wanna, usually your best. You want to relive pushing it around. <laughs> <laughs> Cleaning your buddy's puke yeah. off the... That's right. <laughs> Rear door, yeah. Holding the driver's door closed as I make a right because it, it won't latch anymore. Uh, the first concert you ever went to. Okay. Your first best friend. Right. Well, some of us, you would think, perhaps, still have that best friend. Uh-huh. The first home on your own. First international trip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's uh, I mean, I, you know, lovely Maria and I, the First time we ever flew uh, outside of North America was to Italy a couple of years ago, and uh, we still speak of it fondly to this day. But she would love to go back. She, you know, there's so much of it she'd love to see. It's her right. family's uh, home country. I'm always different with that. Like I, once I've been somewhere and seen it, I, I'm ready to move on to the next thing. Yeah, it's always tough, right? Because especially like the Caribbean. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, love to go back. We did a family trip a few years ago to Jamaica, and it was a great resort. Mm -hmm. It had everything for everybody. 
And I think, boy, I'd love to go back there. Mm. At the same time, it's like, all right, we've already been there. Mm-hmm. I'd like to, you know, do you want to go explore other places? There, there are many who just take go to the same spot same place, yeah. every time, just because they, they're familiar with it. Yep. They know what they're getting, yep. and they're getting bang for their buck, and they don't want to be disappointed for potentially going elsewhere. Yeah, we uh, when we went to Jamaica for my dad's 80th, uh, same thing. There was it was all little cottages. It was very cute, and the people that were in the cottage next to us, I think they were from Australia, I want to believe. And they had been coming to this resort for like 20 years. Right. Every winter, they would they would come. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's exactly that. They knew the owners, they know the food, they trust everything. Uh, other things that are on the list that don't seem that they would be that memorable would be your first cell phone, if you want to carry that bag around. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I threw out a hip. Or that clip it to your belt thing you yeah. had with it. Your first computer, your first day of college. Right. First time voting. I like this one. Your first night out after your 19th birthday. You probably want to relive it because you don't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) You probably ended up face down somewhere. Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.